at the end of the day, it's all about trying to focus on the well-being rather than on ticking the boxes in your to-do lists and faking that productivity. And I think focus on well-being will lead to the better results. It, it will at least lead you to more energy in a day and more energy usually converts into more results and the projects and whatever else you're trying to achieve. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks. As always, I'm joined by Anfisa, and today we're going to be tackling a very interesting topic that I think concerns not only designers, but actually everybody who has a job. And the topic for today is managing time and staying productive. Um, I have to admit upfront that I'm not the best person (laughs) to talk about this, but I'm hoping that this conversation will help will help me uh, figure out how I can better manage my time and maybe just sharing some of the struggles that we have as designers will help people uh, feel understood and be able to relate to our stories and maybe that will, will, will help build a better culture of uh, managing time and staying productive. So with that being said, um, I just want to start as usual by inviting Anfisa to share a little about how her week went. So Anfisa, hi, first of all, and how was your week? Hello, everybody. Welcome back on the next episode. We're super excited to have you back. Um, My last week was much, much better than the previous ones because it's finally summer here in Prague. And yeah, summer is usually my productivity time where I have much more energy, much more excitement, much more, I guess, even interests in life. So I naturally have much more, I guess, ideas that I want to... um, you know, make life. And so one of those ideas which I have recently had, or actually I had this idea for a while now, but I never had a chance or energy to do this. And uh, finally, you know, Summer helped me <laughs> to keep stay, uh, to, to stay in touch with my goals and to start working on the workshop. I was planning to uh, work for a while. And that's the workshop about the design thinking. So um Basically, I started working on this new workshop, which I'm planning to be super, super practical because recently I've been in a lot of workshops, which were more like presentation ACA workshops, uh, which I'm not sure if that's the best way for me to learn, but I kind of, I've learned that I want to make uh, one workshop, which would be super practical in terms of uh, first introducing the design tokens, design thinking tokens, but also then um, turning them into the exercises that everybody could work um, on solo during this workshop. So everybody could actually spend some time training their design thinking muscle, thinking about, you know, the the persona or the proto persona and the context, understanding the, their needs and how to apply this um, with the specific goal in mind. So this is something I'm trying to work on right now. And the workshop will be run in the Figma. So I'm trying to utilize these new tools we are using right now on a daily basis and to see really if that could be something helpful for the community. Because I'm trying to better launch it with the community, meaning that there probably will be a lot of people from different countries, probably different time zones, different cultures. We'll see how it goes. Um, definitely, I'm a bit worried about the technical constraints and you know the engagement online because, well, where you're running workshops online, the engagement is not the same as it is when you're doing it offline. But uh, with the with some lessons 
which you know we've all been learning throughout the 2020-2021, I think I have some ideas on how to make it more engaging. So we'll see. This is where I am at right now, and uh, I guess that's about me. Um, just wanted to ask, how was your week, uh, Joanna, before we jump into this topic um, of the productivity thing? <laughs> And before answering, I just want to say that the workshop sounds super exciting and that I also want to join because <laughs> I think it's a, it's a great learning opportunity and it, I, I'd love to be one of the participants if you have room for me. <laughs> we'll sneak you in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, in terms of how my week went, um, as probably our listeners already know by now, I launched a UX bootcamp this year and right now we're starting to see the results of the hard work that went into it for the past year because our students students uh, are starting to show appreciation around the curriculum, the practical assignments, the whole vibe that we're trying to build on our Slack space. And so it's starting to feel like not just doing work, but also uh, receiving uh, gratitude, which is, which is incredible because somehow we, 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 I feel like we worked in a vacuum and we had no feedback up to this point. But right now it feels like this is real and the students are happy and we're hosting events for them. And it's just like, it's, it's a really beautiful moment. And apart from that, yeah, just baby life, <laughs> which is super demanding, but I think it's also, it's really enjoyable. So I can't complain. <laughs> and yeah, that's me in a nutshell. And so now it's time to move into our topic of the day, managing time and staying productive. And mm. I would love to start, <laughs> I would love to start by asking you, uh, what are the things that you have to balance in your life right now or for the past couple of years, maybe? What are the things that you try yeah. to keep in, a, in the right balance? Um, yeah, okay. So this is a hard question because I don't even know where to start from. <laughs> I think back in my history, and I think we already talked about it, so I'm not going to go into the whole history recap, but in my past, I was managing different things in the different time periods or time, I guess, growing stages. So it was at some point the freelancing and a startup, then it was building the course and also doing the freelance on the, on the side. Um, it was also the full-time freelance, but also another time it was like building the community and stuff like this. So it's always been a balancing act between at least two, three projects every time. And so I think, yes, it's very familiar to me to balance different things, even though I think I have to admit that I'm not the most productive or a well-organized person in the life. So don't please don't refer me as the productive or organized person because I'm not. I'm a real mess in most of the parts, but I'm trying to grow this and kind of organize my stuff as I go, as I grow. We will see <laughs> if I have some tips to share, but I think, yeah, I'm learning something. So probably I have something to add. And right now in the current stage of my career growth, I am um, I'm working as the full-time full employee. So that's definitely something that is top priority for me. Second thing is, as you know, I'm managing the online course and the community around that. And the third thing is, of course, the community on Instagram or other social media channels where I post, you know, where I create the content and try to be as helpful as I can um, to the, you know, free in a free time, which I still sometimes have. But as you know, right now it's a summer, so I'm also trying to have a bit more of a life added to, to, to this daily routine. And luckily we have more daylight, so that helps a lot. <laughs> uh, how about you? I know you manage a lot of things, especially right now. We can hear the baby sounds, so that's a good <laughs> indicator. But we'd love to hear also what, what's on your plate right now in a more details, I guess. 
Yeah, well, I think that first of all, you have a lot of things to manage, but that's also super obvious for anyone who is following you on Instagram. I mean, I've always feel, felt like the sort of uh, admiration for you in terms of how many things can you do at the same time, because you were always having a lot of projects and projects that are actually very time consuming. And so congrats for being able to pull off uh, so many things at the same time. But yeah, I just, I mean, you probably know that burnout is real and that we should, but we'll get there. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah, right now things have changed deeply in my life. So it was, it was like before and after the baby. It's like, it's like um, uh, first year um, of a new life, of a completely new life. So before that, I had to manage a lot of um, professional gigs. For, so for the entirety of my design career, I had a full-time job and I also had a long-term um, freelance gig with a startup based in Boston in the healthcare industry. But it, sometimes it felt like a full-time job because I was so passionate about it that I invested all my time in it. And um, yeah, I also had, um, of course, UX goodies, which may seem like just an Instagram page, but actually it's super time consuming to create content and to be there to answer all the questions. I'm For the past year, I don't think I've been very good at uh, answering, uh, at clearing up my inbox. But yeah, pretty much uh, these were the, let's say, plus I also had other gigs, uh, uh, working gigs in this time. So I had a lot of, I was actually spending time in the professional space, like, I don't know, uh, 10, 12 hours a day, just doing stuff around um, around design, which was uh, great on one hand, but on the other hand, before I, um, I got pregnant, I felt like I, it was either taking a forced break or uh, going into a deep burnout, which I would be, I would have a hard time recovering from. But yeah, so I think this leads us to the next point in this conversation. I'm curious, what do you do to keep the right balance? And what do you, what are some tips and tricks that you could share with us that help you stay uh, sane mm -hmm. and help you maintain a good, a good balance between your personal life, your health, and also the professional goals that we all know are very ambitious. Yeah, well, you suddenly came to a topic which is called burnout and making sure you don't put yourself in there. <laughs> um, but okay, let's try to talk about the things which we try to uh, do uh, in order to avoid that, that situation. I think because the burnout could be a whole other episode topic, which I don't know if we will have enough time to cover today, but for sure, yeah, I've been experiencing it for a few times. I wouldn't say that I had a heart Uh, experiences with the burnout so it's not as well something that I know for sure I need to avoid but I know for sure that I want to stay productive and on top of my game that I want to wake up every morning knowing that I know exactly what I need to do today I want to be excited about my days and you know I want to make sure I'm, I'm moving towards the, the goals or the targets I've set up for myself so Uh, for me, it's also very, very important to just know that I can do this, that I have energy and all the motivation that's needed to get me there, right? Um, so some things that help me a lot. And um, again, just a quick disclaimer here that I'm still learning and I'm not a productive guru or something. So there are things, those things are just super subjective that I've learned on my way that I know help me to be more, um, I guess, put together, better put together 
as I'm working. And so the first thing I already mentioned, which is unfortunately I cannot influence or change in any way, it's an environment in which I am. So the environment meaning that um, the time of the year, uh, for example, summer is the best time for me, as I've mentioned, how quickly, how often I change this environment. For example, I know for myself that I need to be sometimes outside. I cannot work always in the same place. There are some people who are more like, you know, stable and they need always to sit in one place because this is their, I guess, uh, power zone or power uh, place for me I know that I constantly need to change the environment I need to work from cafes I need to go to the office I need to talk to people I need energy from the outside because I'm an extrovert <laughs> which is unfortunate because of 2020 but um, but I also you know I will I also need an organization around me so that means that um, wherever I am, I need to have a clean table. I need to try to, you know, have a very ergonomic seat and stuff like this. Otherwise I'm getting distracted because I'm also a nervous person. <laughs> so I'm getting distracted by sticky notes, by, by noises around me, by the mess, by the pen and paper around me and stuff like that. So one thing I try to always do before I sit um, and start working or even actually the day before, you know, before I start the new day, um, I try to organize my table, make sure everything is in the right place so I don't get distracted and I can, you know, sit and instantly start putting myself into that flow or let's say mode of the flow. That's the first thing. The second thing is the uh, productivity hours, I call them so. So basically it's about experimenting about what kind of person you are and what are the best hours for you to focus on. Meaning that, um, for example, you can start from understanding whether you are this early morning person or like a late night owl person who runs and kind of manages and builds more stuff in the different times of the day. So for me personally, I know that my productivity hours, the time of the day where I achieve most of the things are around the noon. And I try to optimize all the time around that to clean the mess around me, like I said. So that means that I'll try to, you know, prepare all the assets, all the materials, all the insights, all the questions, all the, I don't know, even folders on my table or in my mirror board or in my Figma file. So I'll try to kind of sort the mess so that when I start entering my productivity hours, I have everything is already nicely laid out in front of me and I don't spend my time, you know, organizing this mess so I don't waste my time. I actually, you know, put this, I sort of allocate this time box in order to, uh, do the the hard work so to say or like mentally consuming work uh, where I need to analyze things where I need to maybe work with insights where I need to uh, make it maybe work on uh, flows and think through the details and stuff like this things which actually takes a lot of you know energy mental energy from you so that's a tip number two, time boxing my time uh, by cleaning up the table and uh, making sure everything is in the right place and in order by the time when I'm most productive, usually in a day. And a um, few other things, which I think worth mentioning, but I think you, I will, I will keep some things for you. So I'll just mention a couple of things that are top of mind for me is that you definitely need to have a good rest. So you need to sleep, I don't know. I don't know for me at least eight hours and have some time off, maybe do some sports, go outside. I don't know, meet with your friends, just do 
add a little bit of a life to your totally to your life so don't occupy yourself fully with work and only and a few other things such as i don't know to-do lists reflections quarterly plans knowing and keeping in mind my goals and stuff like this which i think we'll cover a bit more in moving forward but i want to also give a space for you to share your best productivity tips or time management tips um, that usually help you in a day so yeah you wanna tell me or tell us a little bit more about your days <laughs> Yeah, totally. But I mean, you covered the pretty much most uh, the most important parts. Uh, I'm just gonna build on top of that, and I I just want to start by saying that what I believe, and you also mentioned it, is that it's a very personal recipe. So it's it's very much about experimenting on a personal level and trying to figure out what works well for you. Especially since we all have, I mean, like you said, productivity hours, different productivity hours, different moments of the day when we're most productive or most energetic. And so I think that there's no, clearly there's no uh, one size fits all um, set of, 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 uh, of methods or of um, tips that can help anyone. But what, what I've learned that helps me is actually starting the day with a ritual. I go out and get coffee. <laughs> On one hand, I like coffee, but on the other hand, this means that the day is starting. So the professional day, the working hours are starting after I get my coffee. And if I would go and make it in the kitchen, then again, it would be very much uh, blending lines between blurring lines between my personal space and my professional space. So getting out and taking this break from the house, it means that I'm, I'm, I'm separating the day in two parts. So the day where the part where the house is my uh, house, my home. And then after I get the coffee, my house turns into the office. So this is what helps me. Uh, so I think what I'm getting at is that figuring out some rituals that work for you in terms of uh, getting your mind to understand that, okay, now I'm in the work mood. Now I'm in the workspace. Now this is when I start working after I do this or after I, I don't know, uh, listen to a song or do a short meditation or it can be anything, whatever works for you. Especially in 2020, right? When, well, it's 2021 now, but in terms of like the the world in the pandemic, like in pandemic years, um, I think it's super, super important to do because right now we don't have this, uh, I guess, edge between your work life and, and your normal life, right? Like life life. <laughs> so I think it's a very, very good tip, especially if you find yourself like you're working constantly and you wake up without brushing teeth running into, you know, checking your emails or Slack. I think it's a super, super cool tip that I think I should also try to start using. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for dropping yeah. by. <laughs> yeah, no, great. I mean, I, I actually, um, after a couple of months into the pandemic and being at home, I realized that it's like, it, it's like I'm in a continuum. I'm like in a Groundhog Day. If you know the movie, it's like every day is the same day totally. and every hour is the same hour and every minute is the same minute. And oh, I, yes. I mean, I had absolutely no, uh, no uh, delimitation or uh, fragmentation of the day into chunks. And so this is how I started to uh, introduce these little rituals that signal my brain that now we need to switch moods and move into the uh, work mood, if you want. So this is something that everybody should explore, even if you're in the office. I mean, yeah, commuting to the office or uh, just being in the, in the office space may trigger your brain to start entering this focus state but also you can try some things like i don't know going for a walk between before you start doing some intensive brain work and your brain needs oxygen and so on so maybe experiment a little with whatever works into getting your brain to 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 understand that 
yeah, right now we're going in this focus space. Sorry for interrupting again, but I just remember like in the winter, we was my office, was my team. We had like a mirror board activity where everybody had to add their best productivity tips. And somebody mentioned in the mirror board, the sticky note that before starting a workday, I go outside of my house and I scream in the forest a lot. Like it was all my voice. And I find it so cool <laughs> that, you know, you kind of get to release this, this, I don't know, sleepy bear from you, from inside of you. I don't yeah. know, it's so cool. Like it could be so whatever, whatever works for you best, even maybe screaming yeah. in the forest. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this may, this proves the point that whatever works for you, works for you. So it's not stupid if it works. So you should, you should just try and understand whatever gets you in the, in the work mood and helps you be as productive as possible. And another thing that helps me go into this focus state or, um, or understand how, how my day could be uh, productive um, is to-do lists, which um, I'm not sure they work for everyone. For me, for example, on Sunday evening, I get this gripping anxiety. It's like, it's like, I don't know, all the things will happen at once on Monday morning. This is the feeling that I have. So oh, tomorrow is Monday morning and 200 things will happen at the same time. When in fact, they're not happening at the same time. They're in my mind at the same time. But in reality, they happen in a sequence. So I, I, I try to rationalize it, but it's really hard. And so to fight off this feeling, um, usually on Sunday evenings or Monday mornings, I do a weekly to-do list. So my target for that week and sometimes when I'm in a very uh, loaded period or I have a lot of my on my plate, I even try to do daily to-do lists. So I wake up and I say, you know what, these are the five things, the mandatory five things that I have to do today. And then these are the extra, if I have time and energy would, would be nice to have uh, things that I might be doing. But so this really helps me a lot. And it also helps me because at the end of the day, I am able to tick off some things happily hopefully off of the list and this gives me a feeling of accomplishment and it gives me a feeling that okay I've been productive so this is so I can measure my efforts for that day and helps me optimize further on but also there's a trick to it so what I've learned is that usually I go for the easier tasks and then I I, I check off the list like five easy tasks and then I have a feeling of accomplishment that's a bit false because I didn't actually work on the harder parts or on the parts that are bigger or require more time or they're not like one day tasks. They're like, mm. I don't know, one month tasks. So it's, it's a bit tricky to um, always be reflective and mindful to not trick yourself into, into feeling that you're productive with small wins, uh, fake, so fake wins if you want. Because um, this is a danger that I, I encountered for myself. So I, I, I had days when I felt like, oh my God, I did so many things. <laughs> but none of those things were actually uh, part of the bigger epics that I was working on or of mm -hmm. the bigger challenges. They were just minor things that I, I like giving a phone call or sending an email. And then I felt like, oh my God, I sent so many emails today, but <laughs> I didn't actually do the, yeah, the design work that I had to do. I really, really love your your point on the to-do list because I feel like it's true that we sometimes don't understand that if we keep it all in our head it sometimes could feel like we're about to explode because you have dozens or if not hundreds of things that you feel like needs to be done right now everything is urgent everything is impactful or important and you don't even know to start so it's like the act of doing the to-do list is almost unloading you and putting everything like 
on the paper instead of keeping it in your, you know, in your brain or in your mind. So it's really, really relieving. And I totally agree with you that it also could be very tricky because you sometimes don't understand that you're, you're uh, faking this uh, accomplishment feeling by checking up the easy boxes. So maybe, you know, the advanced to-do list could be a solution, for example, I don't know, breaking it down into three easy tasks and one big and hard task or something. I don't know, like it's, it's personal choice, but I just feel like it's something that we need to be careful with. And I usually would use more of a like uh, quarterly or monthly plans where I would, instead of making um, specific small things like in my day, I would rather try to have like highlights of the months. Let's say this month, I want to focus on the workshop, uh, building on the next month, I want to redesign my landing page and stuff like that, where, you know, besides the fact that you have your constant daily routine, which is like, you know, creating the content, running the podcast, doing the day-to-day -day job, um, and I don't know, answering emails, which is normal per day every time, but also, you know, having a goal per one month or quarter, which you want to accomplish so that every time you have a free moment, or a free energy hour, um, you can actually dedicate it to meeting or moving towards that goal. So that's also something that helps me just a bit. Um, yeah, totally. But I think that there's also a caveat to it. Mm -hmm. I think that there are some people who like easily feel overwhelmed by very big tasks. So I think I'm one of those people. If I see something that feels like gigantic to accomplish, like <laughs> six months of work to accomplish, then I will never start it because yeah, yeah. it just feels so discouraging. And it feels like, yeah, um, overwhelming to, so you need to, to break it that. down, right? So like I really, smaller. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to break it down into some smaller parts to feel more digestible and to feel mm -hmm. like I have some sort of control or the, the chance to get there. So I think it, it's, this is, we, we keep getting to this again and again, yeah. it's very personal. It's a very yeah. personal recipe and it's a lot of trial and error and a lot of experimenting that anybody needs to be doing in order to optimize what works and what doesn't for them so but another interesting question i think is is there such thing as keeping a balance so do you ever feel like you have i mean can you have like one or like more than one or two days per week or per month even when you feel like okay today i struck the right balance or is it just like it, it's it's untouchable actually and we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves to 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 force ourselves into like dedicating 40 percent time to the um, work and then 30% mm. to the family and then 10% to ourselves and so <laughs> do you feel like there is such thing as the right balance? Uh, you know that the balance it's dependent on so many different factors um, and first of all I think that you, we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves trying to meet balance we have invented for ourselves like you just mentioned for example 30% family 30% work some 30% something else like I think we shouldn't be doing that at least in my opinion or at least in my experience uh, that's that's being a bit too hard on yourself because we are still humans and we are dynamic and we have different days sometimes we're productive sometimes we're not but um, I think again something we have to keep in mind is the well-being and the personal sort of um, how you how you feel and being in touch with yourself so one thing we didn't mention today which I think is worth mentioning is the fact of reflection and I think we always mention this in our different episodes but let's bring it up and so in here but reflection is something that could help you understanding what's the right balance for you um, how you're feeling today do you have 
natural energy? Do you maybe don't have energy? Maybe it's the, I don't know, the, the, the weather that doesn't help you out today or something like, you know, you can be too hard on yourself and saying that today you must complete A, B, C, D, E. You have to be a little bit more easy on yourself, a bit more adjustable to the days. And um, yes, of course, you still have to strive for the goals, but if it doesn't work out, if you don't have energy, and if you're pushing, we, we said in Russian, the dead horse, it's not going to go anywhere. So <laughs> it's also about finding the inner peace at some, in, in some way. And the reflection is something that could help you out by just understanding what's going on with me right now today. Am I just being lazy? Maybe my body's signaling me that I don't have energy and I shouldn't try to push myself too hard because I will probably burn out. Or it's maybe me being lazy and I just need to start and see how it goes. And if it doesn't go, okay, let's not, let's call it a day and let's try to focus on something that is easier to work on today. So it's definitely, for me personally, it's definitely some sort of the balancing act that you have to have in intro, introvertively <laughs> and understanding what's going on in your life, being in touch with yourself and seeing really, okay, am I willing to do this today or today is not the day and I have to move it forward. So I think at the end of the day, it's all about trying to focus on the well-being rather than on checking the boxes in your to-do lists and faking that productivity that everybody can see and everybody could applause you that you did so many things today. But really, it needs to be your personal well-being. And I think focusing on well-being will lead to the better uh, results. Um, it, it will at least lead you to more energy in a day and more energy usually converts into more results and the projects and whatever else you're trying to achieve. So yeah, well-being is something I would rather focus on um, in a long-term perspective, you know, instead of just trying to fake the productivity with ch checking small easy boxes a day. Um, that's, yeah, that's all I think, but I wonder to hear what you think about it also. So I think, sure, I, I don't, I also don't believe that there's a right balance. I mean, it may change from one week to another. In one week, you might have more energy for work, but then in the next week, I mean, you just want to do nothing and rest. And so I think what's most important is that you track your, um, you, you track your energy levels, but also you, you're, you're paying attention to how you feel because otherwise it can be super easy to, uh, to slip into the path towards burnout and I think that most people don't realize that they will be burning out because otherwise they wouldn't be doing all the things that lead to that so I think that the right balance is something that you monitor all the time and and are flexible enough to change maybe from one week or one month to another so yeah I think and it's also like with everything very personal and super individual so I think that it's the right moment to move into our uh, top three uh, findings or top three ideas for today and um, I'm gonna let you go first if you want <laughs> okay sure um, so three topics and actually let me try turn this time not into the takeaways but main three topics or I guess uh, patterns I've seen throughout this conversation we had and I think the first topic which I've outlined for myself is the fact that it's very personal thing and you kind of have to do it in a reflective uh, way where you just track yourself check in with yourself see how it works for you understand how you know how do you personally achieve better productivity so it's really all about the introspection 
Um, that's the first topic. The, th the second topic is trying to sort of trying to organize everything around you, be it the folders on your desktop, be it the, the photos, uh, be it the files, be it the, uh, I don't know, the calendar and the notes you have and stuff like that. So trying to strive to be a better organized person, like feeling your free moments, let's say you're sitting in the metro or you are, I don't know, on the call and you're bored, maybe on the like uh, as, a, as a part of your uh, multitasking, you can try to quickly organize mess in front of you so that it's a bit easier to visually scan things and look for things and everything is in the right places. So the next time you need something as up because it's critical, you don't have to spend a lot of energy and time and mental capacity to find things around. So another thing or another topic I'd like to cover or make sure we, we, we touch base on is this fact of trying to be as organized as possible so you don't waste your <laughs> important productivity hours on organizing mess. The third topic I'd like to make sure we cover is more of a strive for the well-being where you try to be um, productive by not only working all the time, but also maybe taking your time off, going outside, sleeping enough, maybe doing sports, maybe meeting with your friends, getting energy from whatever is the source that gives you most energy, be it reading a book or meeting with friends, whatever. But living the life that adds a little bit more to your thinking process, to your energy, and also contributes much more to your well-being, which usually, you know, results in a better energy and also the better results. Uh, what are your top three takeaways or topic if you want to also frame it that way? <laughs> I love that you touched on well-being. I think this is like, if, if somebody will listen to this episode and get one idea out of it, I would love that it's this idea that well-being is actually essential and that everything we do to uh, try to improve our productivity and uh, uh, improve the way we manage our time should actually aim to uh, ultimately improve our well-being. So it's not necessarily about doing more work, more and more and more like the hustle culture is trying to sell to us, but it's actually about being healthier, increasingly healthy in your life and balancing uh, your personal life. Um, so not necessarily balancing, but like prioritizing your personal life because I think that people forget that there sometimes, or at least maybe in the design industry, it's well spread. Um, we, we forget that we are more than our work and that we, we mm -hmm. identify so much with our design role because we're, we're doing things. We're actually doing things. So by doing things, we are what we do in our minds. And so we, we identify so much with this role that it kind of leads to forgetting that we're also way more than that. I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we are who we are for our friends and we are who we are for our family and our partners and our children and our parents and so these are also important aspects of our lives that should be like should matter most at the end of the day so this is the major takeaway that anybody who wants to be more productive should take you're more productive when you prioritize yourself and two points two other points that i want to make are a bit, bit more uh concrete um the first one is that keeping to-do lists, or maybe you can replace that with whatever other, I don't know, a mirror board where you put stickies or uh, any sort of productivity app if you want to use them. Uh, but doing this will help you, just like you said, offload the information uh, from your brain, offload the anxiety. So you're unloading this anxiety because things feel like they're simultaneous when in fact they're not. And so uh, putting things into lists or any sort of structure will help you see them for what they are, uh, a sequence of things that you will have to be doing uh, in, in, in whatever time frame. 
And the last point that I want to make is that, um, yeah, it's very personal, but finding out your productivity hours and finding out which moments of the day and which days of the week and what what's the best way for you to uh, be able to sit down and focus what works for you is something that's super valuable because you will be tapping into, uh, let's say, your mind, uh, the, the opportunities that your mind offers. So you're, you're working alongside your brain to optimize the way you do work. So pay attention to uh, observe yourself all the time. You do that by actually observing what you feel, what works. So let's say you work one day at 6 a.m. Is this working? How does this make me feel? feel how do I feel right now was it productive was I sleepy was I happy was I so yeah just observe yourself all the time and this will probably in the end lead to understanding what works best for you which is which is the ultimate goal of uh, of uh, of a happy life <laughs> yes actually I came up with the, I remembered one recommendation I know that our listeners love recommendations or um some goodies that we can recommend. So I've remembered the book I was reading on this topic. It's called uh, Make Time by Jake Knapp, who also wrote the Design Sprint book, very famous in design circles. But I think that's another very good book to, to check. Uh, it's almost like a workbook or guidebook uh, where two authors were sharing their tips and explorations about their personal you know, introspection and reflection about how how is it best for them to make times and what lessons they've done um, in this in this reflection act. So maybe that's something you also can read and see if that could be helpful for you to find your perfect balance in day as well. Um, but yeah, is there anything else we would like to cover before we wrap it up today? Well, no, I think we touched on a lot of things. I hope it was valuable. Even yeah. if we're not productivity masters, I think we managed at least to be relatable in this yeah. conversation, which is also a great goal to have for this podcast. So thank you to everybody who joined. If you want to follow us and uh, support this uh, podcast, give us a follow on Instagram, Honest UX Talks. And um, I don't know, do we have any other social channels? I don't think so. It's no, Instagram, it right? If you want to submit a topic, just reach it us, reach us out but also we would really 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 appreciate if you can leave us a quick review on any podcast app that you're listening um yeah that would help us a lot to keep it up and create hopefully more value in the upcoming episodes yeah so thank you everyone and thank you Anfisa for another awesome conversation and we're looking forward for the next episode and everybody have a great day or a great evening or a great weekend or a great week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so... great productivity hours for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in. Ciao. <laughs>